Welcome to Diggin' the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer and founder of Space to Meditate. Well, good morning, John. Great to see you again, as as always. <laughs> Likewise, Doug. Happy to be here. Happy that we can be here. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. What's on the table this morning? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of related to the one we, the discussion we had last week. You know, I've, I always am trying to come up with video ideas, ideas for my YouTube channel. And so one that I will be discussing in a few weeks uh, is this question of the potential or not potential of what's known as collective karma. This idea that karma may perhaps accrue to collections of people rather than individuals. I don't know. I mean, I've heard the the concept here and there sort of bandied about that, you know, that this might happen uh, within a Buddhist context. Uh, so I wanted to do some research on it and try to sort of figure out how it apl- might apply in early Buddhism, because that's sort of my interest. And uh, it seems as though, at least in, from an early Buddhist perspective, it's not, it's not considered possible. In other words, karma is always accrues to individuals. Um, it's our own karma. There's the, the famous sort of uh, rec- one of the five recollections that, uh, you know, I mean, I've forgotten how it exactly goes. I'm married to my karma. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything. Yeah. Everything that I do was going to, you know, Subject come to back. Karma. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, we can sort of discuss why this might be the case. I mean, of course, there's a sort of a philosophical or a metaphysical kind of potential that we could go to, but there's also a more, uh, I think, a practical end, which is that the, the Buddha, I think, aimed, you know, believe that karma accrues to individuals because that's what we have to practice with. And we, all that we have to practice with is our own intentions, our own actions, our own, you know, our own ethical predilections, you know, what we, what we decide to do in the world right now, here. Yeah. We don't have as clear a route towards, you know, the collective. <laughs> you know, that's sort of a different, that's a more almost, we might say, political kind of end, which is interesting and might be interesting for some people, but... I think the Buddha was more interested in psychology than in politics. Hmm. So it's interesting when when we were talking about this, and I, before we started, I went to get a coffee between here and there and back. Um, one thought that did occur to me was, I mean, let's let's think of the Buddha himself, right? So by the time he was awakened, he had released any bad karma. You know, he wasn't accruing karma. He was with a sangha that he was training and he was training them from a place of these teachings. And in that sense, he was creating a collective karma of, of goodness, of goodwill and training others in that way. So in that sense, there's the collective karma that is in a sense, uh, handed, I don't want to say handed down, but, but is, radiated outward and and has an impact on the people around you and so just as you know he would const- he would always say you know don't hang out with fools 
don't hang out with unskillful people, right? Because if you're hanging out with unskillful people, you're likely to sort of inherit some of their their behaviors. And, you know, as a result, you know, and so that's one way of thinking of collective karma, skillful or unskillful karma, is is how what who you're who you're with, who you're impacting, how you're how you're manifest in the world, how you're behaving in the world. That when we talk about, you know, sharing the merit of our practice, one of the things that we're sharing is hopefully right action and wise action and kindly action and compassionate action. You know, and so in that sense, we are creating a collective karma. And yeah, I mean, but there's, there's, I guess there's two, I want to distinguish between two different concepts we might mm-hmm. have of collective karma. Okay. One I would, I would call something more like aggregate karma. In other words, if, sure. in other words, certainly whenever we act, like let's say that we're, we'll talk about the Buddha, when the Buddha creates the Sangha, he's creating the ground for a number of people to create good karma on their own. In other words, he's putting the space out there that is going to create in aggregate a lot of good karma for a lot of people. But in in that case, it's it's the individual actions and intentions of all those people that's doing the work of creating the good karma, and the Buddha's giving them the space to do that, and the instructions uh, to follow to do that. Collective karma, I think, I mean, taken more as the real collective karma, is that it's it's something that isn't constituted by necessarily the individuals involved, but rather the collective of which they're a part. So, in other words, you know, when we talk about, when I, when I think about the you know, true collective karma, it's sort of like, you know, corporations being individuals, mm. right? Where you talk about a corporation doing something right or wrong, or a country, or a people, you know, that, a, a collection sure. of people doing something right or wrong, even though not every individual in that group isn't necessarily in agreement. Yeah. In other words, you might say, oh, you know, uh, uh, Russia went to war with Ukraine, or we were talking about, you know, in our last, uh, in our last uh, podcast of these kinds of, you know, collective actions. Right. You know, one country goes to war with another, and so therefore I am, you know, so therefore they deserve punishment, which means the collective of them, they all deserve punishment, even though individually, some of them may have been acting against that. You know, they didn't agree with it. That's what true collective karma is supposed to be, as far as I can understand it. It's the it's the karma of the collective, even though not every one of the collective necessarily intended the, the action to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like, that brings up a whole question around uh, systemic racism. <laughs> yeah, sure. That brings up, you know, it's like, oh, well, I, I, I'm not racist. Well, that may be so. You individually are not racist. And yet systemic racism exists, and we're part of a system that's supporting it or has supported it, whether we knew it or not. Therefore, what's our karma in that sense? And you know, are we part of that group karma? And to some degree, we are, uh, whether we know it or not. And, and, you know, and we become the victims of it or the perpetrators of it, whether we know it or not. So that's, you know, another way of looking at it. It's a complicated question, obviously. Mm. And maybe it's just language. I mean, if we, so let's say there's collective karma and that I personally, you know, 
being a white male have a certain level of privilege because of the systemic racism, which has been part of this society for centuries. I didn't knowingly contribute to it. And I, for a long time, didn't even knowingly know it was existed. <laughs> you know, I didn't see it that way. Right. How could I see it that way? Because I was part of it, <laughs> you know, until I, until it's like, Oh, of course, you know, and so now, now what? Right. So now individually, I can, you know, kind of look at my actions through that lens of that collective karma. I can look at the actions through the lens of my individual actions. And, you know, that will kind of at least change my behavioral patterns. So it's really interesting kind of how, how we start to see things and how our perspective can change when we do view things in a, in a more collective way and recognize that, yes, at least on this relative reality, you know, there's me acting, but there's me acting in ways that are a result of these systems that this manifestation of me was born into. Mm-hmm. But I would I would still look at at systemic racism as more of the sort of aggregate karma in the sense that I mean in the, in the sense that all of us involved in it are actually implicated in certain kinds of intentions. The problem is that we're not necessarily aware of the fact that we're make, that we have these intentions. Right. We are actually you know, implicated directly through our own intentions and actions, but without being aware of that, because we're deluded. I mean, it's yeah. it's a delusion that we think, you know, that we think that we're not racist or right. whatever it might be. Um, uh, I mean, there are many manifestations of this, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, but let's just take racism, you know, that we think we're not racist because, you know, we're not regularly saying certain words. But that's not that's not what racism is. I mean, racism right. isn't just saying certain words. Right. Um, it's it's no, doing it's... certain kinds of actions. It's having certain kinds of intentions, and it's also you know, frankly, uh, what we might call counterfactual conditionals. It's like if this were to have happened, how would you have, you know, how would you have dealt with it? And maybe you don't have in you know, I mean, you know, yeah. many of us may live in parts of the country where you know, they're really pretty lily white all the time, you know, and so we just don't have the experience. But if that experience were to happen, you know, we would not be behaving appropriately. Um, and that's also a kind of racism that we're just not aware of because we're never confronted with it. Right. And, and sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little confused over the aggregate versus the... Uh, aggregate um, just is the, the idea that we all are directly implicated uh, with our intentions mm. Um, whereas uh, the collective, the idea, uh, to me, let me just, yeah. this is how I sort of think of it. Aggregate karma is that we all have our own individual karma, but we're all doing the same thing. In other words, we're all acting badly. Okay. You know, we're all, right. you know, okay. let's just take it in the case of bad karma. Whereas a collective karma, we d- we aren't necessarily acting badly, but we're just, we're, we're part of that karmic uh, consequence, bad karmic consequence, simply by being a member of a group. In other words, simply by working for a corporation, even if we're right. working against right. what they're doing, right. or simply by being, uh, let's say, an American, <laughs> you know, even though I'm, you know, uh, 
totally opposed to what the government is doing in every respect and trying to work against it as, you know. I'm still paying taxes and supporting it. yeah. yeah, or maybe even I'm not paying taxes, <laughs> but simply because I'm an American, right. therefore, you know, I should be punished or right. whatever, you know, yeah. I mean, or I should get the benefit, you know. That's what I think of as collective karma. We're, we're karmically united by being members of a certain group, yeah, uh, just by being members of that group. Whereas I think of aggregate karma as sort of like, you know, we're all... Yeah, we're all members of the group, but the reason we're getting the karma is because we're all really doing the same, making the same intentions. Okay, um, knowingly. Uh, well, no, not necessarily knowingly. Okay. Maybe we're deluded in thinking that we're not, but in fact, we really are. You right. know, I mean, because that happens all the time. We we have bad intentions, but we don't we don't realize it. You know. Yeah, I mean, this is of course why we practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's where so practice this is comes like, in. It's like, well, okay, clarifying. You know, what 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 are the intentions here, and where are those in- intentions arising from? Are those right. intentions arising from wholesome karma? Or are they arising from unwholesome karma? Right. Uh, you know, and. Are they arising from, and, and where did that karma arise from? Right, we don't always know, and and this is why you know, I mean, if we if we're kind of using the model of karmic seeds, which are continually being planted, knowingly and unknowingly. I mean, you know, we don't know what we're carrying, and and that fifth reflection is all about that. You know, we are born of our karma. Well, where is that karma from? And that karma is, in a sense either collective or aggregate, I would say it's, you know, and, and because depending on your, your belief in, of course, past lives and, and future life, you know, and re- rebirth, I should say, you know, well, what is being reborn? Right. And, and if, if karma is what's in a sense being reborn, where did that come from? Who's karma? <laughs> and so I guess one way of looking at it is to say, well, you know, this is a, I forget um, where this teaching is about. You know, the, the notion that anybody you meet was your parents or your kids. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. I that's forget. also in early Buddhism. Yeah, and so it's like, well, if that's the case, then of course it's collective karma, because you know where where you know. So it's like, and this is again, you know, going back to the absolute and relative. It's like, but if it's if that's the case. If everybody I meet, if, if, if you, Doug, were at one point my parent, you know, wouldn't be so bad. But if <laughs> – then, you know, uh, or, you know, a child or whatever. I mean, it's like, okay, so whose karma is whose? I mean, obviously, we have – you know, we practice and we, we practice non-harming. We practice skillful living. We practice wholesome living. We, we hopefully – are practicing right livelihood. But if in our aspiration to practice light, right livelihood, we find ourselves working for Amazon, you know, which is in itself is not, quote, evil, although some people might say it is, you know, is it in fact right livelihood? And, and if we don't work for car, uh, Amazon, we use ca- Amazon. So, you know, how does that fall? You know, wh- where does that karma go? So it's like, in, if, we, if we realize that every action known and unknown, is laying a karmic seed. What else could there be but, in a way, uh, collective karma? Well, but again, but... Uh... <laughs> this is a fun conversation, I have to say. <laughs> 
you, I mean, I'm, I come from a rather secular background, so I'm going to, you know, the, the stuff about rebirth, I, I, I yeah, sort of bracket, okay. put off to the side. But, but even if we take it seriously, yeah. uh, even if we say, okay, yeah, you, you, you know, at one point I was your parent and one point you were my parent and everything else, that doesn't mean that we have the same karma. No. Uh, because we're still, uh, you know, at least at some degree, separate individuals. Uh, I, I, I found the, 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 the reflection. The, the reflection is, I am the owner of my karma, the heir of my karma. I have karma as my origin, karma as my relative, karma as my resort. I will be the heir of whatever karma, good or bad, that I do. It's an individual thing. It's I am owner of my karma and the heir of my karma. Right. Um, what, the, the, the karma that you are heir to came from where <laughs> from my own intentions right but your own intentions came from where ah yeah but, they came <laughs> so from, but, but it's but yeah. yeah that's true they came from somewhere right. in other words they didn't all of this stuff is always in contention you know continual samsara exactly. it's always so this it's is, always yeah. being regenerated um so i guess i guess the question is whether we accept the the concept of aggregate karma collective karma communal karma, uh, shared karma. Whether we accept it or not, I don't think really matters. Right? What matters is how we act <laughs> and being clear on intention. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, and 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 that's what matters. I mean, if there's collective karma, okay, then I wanna I want to make sure that whatever karma I may be accruing to that is is wholesome karma <laughs> and if there isn't collective karma i still want to do that right because then it's just going to have an impact on this manifestation but if there is well let's make it good and that's the important thing now i i think that it's pretty clear that if i were to be hanging out with the wrong people more than likely you know the karma that they've accrued would rub off on me and I would be acting improperly and, 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 and then adding that to that, that particular collective karma or aggregate karma, depending on how we look at it. But in other words, if, if I'm working for a company, some of whose products or some of whose actions are clearly harmful, I have a choice. You know, I can keep working for that company and contributing either directly or indirectly to that harm, or I can leave, or I can try to change the company. Right? Those are choices. Um, would those choices not be there if I didn't consider it as collective karma? I mean, the choices are always there. And, and I guess the question is, well, if I'm viewing it this way versus that way, does it really matter? You know, how does it impact this individual's choices and actions that are a result of those choices. So, I mean, it's a really interesting concept. And I, I, I to some degree, I mean, we see it slightly differently, but I mean, I think that it can be a useful way of looking at our actions to recognize that, oh, of course, these actions have a big impact on more than just me. Yeah. I mean, the only, my, my concern with the concept of collective karma is that it seems to at least foster the delusion of collective punishment, mm. which, you know, we discussed in last last week's 
podcast as being one of the real scourges of humanity is this idea that, you know, you have to keep, you know, that that people should be uh, judged collectively for the actions of certain individuals in a group. So that if, if you know, a small handful of people does something that you don't agree with, therefore, you know, sure. everyone in that group has to, has to suffer. Well, and it can also result in the, the other side of that is it can you know, result in a naive or deluded statement that it's, oh, it's just, it's my karma. I can't help what I do. You know, it's part of the sure. collective, you know, that's, yeah. and that's just a misuse of the term yeah. primarily. Yeah. And of course, yeah, both sides of that are, 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 are misunderstanding the whole concept and that concept, the, the reality of it. Karma is not a concept. Karma is a, is, I mean, it's a word, but it's, a, you know, there's, there's, there's substance to that. There's, there's real heft to it and, and, and meaning to it and, and. It has a serious impact on on how we act, uh, mm-hmm. and and everything else around. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a question. I mean, it's a great reflection. It's a great kind of place of investigation. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, I mean, I think that the the concept makes most sense if we're coming at the world from a political point of view. If we're thinking in terms of politics, in terms of um, how to make change at a at a level of not just individuals, but of groups and societies, then collect the idea of collective karma makes can be useful. Let me just talk about useful concepts. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about the karma of corporations, that can be use, a useful concept um, when it comes to political options with how we deal with corporations in the public life. But I mean, I guess as I as I said at the beginning, I think to me the Buddha's message was was largely and and again that doesn't mean that we this is all that Buddhism is, but at least in early Buddhism, the Buddha's message was mostly uh, psychological, mostly about how we as individuals dealt with what was in front of us, and then individual karma makes makes the most sense. That's what we can work with at a, at, a, at an individual level uh, most directly, our own intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, and uh, yeah, and if and if we naively or, or you know think otherwise, that oh, it's all because of the group or whatever, you know, then 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 we're just acting from a place of delusion, um, right? Yeah. And and when a you know if we're in a group that's that's you know that what is the you know groupthink is the word I'm looking right. for you know that sort yeah. of groupthink that you get into in groups or or, or corporations or wherever it, it mm-hmm. is countries. Yeah, of course. Relig- religions, whatever, uh, groupthink, uh, it really uh, can pay to to have the mindfulness to stand back from that groupthink and think, and to and to sort of come at it from an indiv- individual level. You know, yeah. uh, the group is telling me this, but where am I coming from this? Yeah. You know, where you know where does this impact me personally? Yeah, and then you know it's so interesting because the, the, you know if we look at at countries that have. I mean, like Germany in World War II or even or South Africa, you know, that where they've gone through a certain amount of societal cleansing or societal, not cleansing, societal um, acknowledgement of, you know, the harm that they did, you know, in a way of kind of release from that, just, you know, just, just to all accept, yeah, they were, uh, what was the name of that famous book? Willing, Hitler's willing executioners, you know. It was like there was there was real groupthink there, and then there was a turning toward that and realizing 
how, how they got caught in it. Does that mean they're released and, and did it release everything? And of course it didn't, but, but, it, and, and it's, it is the danger of societies in general that, you know, we can so easily fall into that. And so our practice hopefully lets us see through that and, or see clearly what's going on before we, we make choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting topic. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, the, the, the choice right now of whether to have a cup of coffee, you know, that's a, that's a karmic action. Is it a positive one? Well, um, I try to have, you know, fair trade organic coffee, <laughs> Yes. you know, and, and hopefully <laughs> that leads to, to more good fair trade organic coffee and, and the good karma of the people that are growing it and, and roasting it and all of that, selling it, you know, so, so, you know, I'm, I'm contributing to, uh, I should say we are contributing, you know, to a, at least a society of karmically wholesome coffee makers, coffee sellers. Yeah. And I must say your, 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 uh, your karmic, uh, good karmic actions have rubbed off on me because then I decided to try to find some good, uh, good freight, fear, uh, fair trade, trade co- coffee okay. and uh, have, have better coffee now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good, absolutely. Good, good, good. Okay. I've got some stuff, uh, Larry's if, if, if you've. I've had Larry's once or twice. Yeah. Love it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone has their own taste. Of course. What do you what What do you recommend? We borrow coffee from a place in the the village called Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, Puerto Rico, and they have all Puerto sorts Rico. of things. But this is uh, this is uh, Chilean, Chile, Peruvian, uh, French roast, fair trade, organic. Mm-hmm. Good. It's our sort of standard default. Um, we have pounds of it. So good. So friends, keep supporting <laughs> our habit and um, keep supporting the show by uh, buying us a cup of coffee, which yeah. you can do on or, or subscribing. Subscribing. Subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe you lately and, and uh, leave us comments and questions. If you're a subscriber, we'll answer some questions eventually again, which we've done before. And we hope you found this topic interesting. I certainly did. I hadn't thought of it until Doug brought it up. So <laughs> at least in this context. So, uh, until next time, stay Great well, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at digginthedharma.com, where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaaron.net, and Doug at dougsdharma.com. 